Hey everybody, it's Laura here. Thanks for joining us. And today's podcast, I am interviewing Medieval Knight Ali from the Medieval Knights in Atlanta, Georgia. So he's got a very interesting job, and I thought, you know, horses play a different role in his life than they do mine, and I'm I want to know more. And um, so I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> You're there. It's working. Uh, it's working. It wasn't uh, working at first. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe I didn't put my name in my email down, but it's like, oh, no, it's not working. Refresh the page. I'm like, okay. Well, cool. This is cool. I've never tried this before. So um, yeah, me my either. first question is, how do you pronounce your first name? Is it Ollie or Allie? Definitely not Allie. Ali. 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 Say like the aim, like kind of like Muhammad Ali. Ali. Yeah. Ali. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, so anyways, um, tell me how you ended up working where you work. You've got a very interesting job medieval involving time. horses. So yeah, yeah, medieval time. Tell me how you ended up there. Tell me all about that. So um, I was going to the gym. That's where the head knight over there, he's the one who recruits everyone to become knights. So we were, this was back in a 2014 and you know, he always, we always wow. would talk back and forth with each other. His name is Jason Jones. He's like the head knight, really big jack dude. So, yeah, he's like, nice. he looks like a silverback gorilla. So he, um, so we were talking a little bit. He would follow me on Instagram. And at the time I was like doing bodybuilding shows and he saw my dedication as far as, you know, cooking food and whatever. And that's exactly the type of people he's looking for. Because where he recruits his knights is the gym, because he's looking for athletes. So, I mean, oh, okay. where else better? So, um, um, yeah, we started talking, and he's like, hey, man, like, come, why don't you come work in Medieval Times, man? We'll take care of you and whatever. So at the time, I was like, eh, nah, I mean, not really in the mood for it. Mood for, I just heard myself. Not really in the mood for it. And, you know, I, I was working at GNC at the time, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I said, yeah, I'm not really. And the truth was, I was kind of a little bit afraid to ride horses at the time. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. So, you didn't have any experience with horses prior to going to work there? Oh, not at all. No. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Like, same thing with him. You know, he's been doing this for 20 years. And when he first started, never been around a horse in his life. So. Wow, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. I mean, as I went on, you know, when I finished my bodybuilding shows, I've always been interested in, you know, doing entertainment, you know, working a place because, you know, I want to told you I want to be an actor and everything. Where can I work that involves athleticism and entertainment? And I'm like, dude, the answer is right in front of you. Medieval times. So I'm just like, OK, you know what? Mm -hmm. Screw it. It's time to, you know, get out of the comfort zone. And so you always knew you wanted to do acting. You just yeah. didn't know it was going to involve horses. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. I would never in a million years figured I'd be working at medieval times, and it still blows my mind. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think, what was it? Yeah, after I left GNC, I needed a job. All I had to do, this was, I think, um, yeah, it was November of 2016. I messaged him on Instagram. I'm like, hey, man, I want to be a knight now, so I need a job. And he just said, my man, finally. So we went to the gym, we started talking, and then he's like, yeah, just be here at the castle, um, you know, to fill out, you know, your uh, application, everything. 
So I went over there and honestly, I didn't have an interview because he already know everything he needed to know about me. So I just filled out the application. I gave it to him and yeah. And wow. Okay, cool. So yeah, we, he gave, I saw a free show. So like he was sitting next to me, I got a, like, you know, they give you a meal with every show. So I got a meal too. So I watched the show and during the show, he was explaining to me everything, the horses, like what the knights do, what the squires do and everything. So he's like, well, you think you're up for it? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a, there's a really ridiculous uh, like heart rate test you have to do. So, and it's really, yeah. it's really interesting because a lot of people who are athletic have failed it because like maybe their heart rate was too high, but I'm like, you know, that's natural because, you know, they, they're at a head rested heart rate and of course it's going to increase faster because, you know, they're trained to do so like their heart rate's trained to do that, but that's really screwed a lot of people over from getting hired there. But I mean, luckily I passed it. It was just like walking on the treadmill for a minute <laughs> and uh, proving that you can hold, you know, a flag. That's it. So I did that easy pass and I started. And of course, as I told you, it's a whole introductory to everything horses. So I went into Staples, my first two weeks in Staples, and that's where I got the whole introductory on how to clean a, you know, clean a horse, pick their hooves, wash them, um, feed them. And uh, I was a little nervous around them at first. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. There was a, yeah, like the guy who was training me on the first day. It's a real uh, funky dude. His, his name was Tim. And like, He's like, hey, man, yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to watch this horse right here. And he picks up the horse's hoof and he's like, yeah, you see that hoof? I've literally seen this kill a man. I'm like, OK, so. So that's reassuring. I'm like, that's really. Yeah, very reassuring. I'm really getting comfortable now. So but yeah, I learned how to slowly, you know, wash them, dress them, you know, put bridles on them. Those so you've been there since 2014, you said 2014. Oh, no, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 2014 is when I met the head knight at the gym. We would always talk back and forth. Oh, I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got recruited at the gym pretty much. So, yeah. And, you know, learn the way, learn so how to do the jousting. And then do, what else do you do? I mean, is it, do you just do jousting or you have to do like some sort of combat? Oh, yeah. We do. Every, everything is a step by step. You know, like when you go down okay. in the sand, you start out at, once you finish your two weeks in Staples, you go down in the sand. And you uh, start out as a squire where you dress your knight's horse and, you know, you're running in the show. It's, it's the squire's duty in the show to arm their knights or dress their horses before the show. And overall, just do all the, you know, boring maintenance work. But again, it's, you know, starting from the bottom and working your way up. That's when you start mm -hmm. learning your since there's six knights in the show, that means there's six squires in the show and you have to learn all six squire spots. And when you do that, you can start learning your head, leg, shoulders test, which is the sword test. It's basically our three basic strikes, a head strike, a leg strike and a shoulder strike. And there's a test you have to do like a time of all, uh, sorry, time combat evaluation test on it. And once you pass that test, you can start training and be a knight, learning how to ride the horses. Um, you start off, you know, getting lunged on them. And then so you literally start from the ground up and they teach you everything. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I started, right. I started getting lunged. I was nervous. Um, it took me a while to find my balance. 
So I was holding on to the saddle at first, but right, right. A lot of a lot of greenhorns do that. That's normal. Yeah. So just when you know I started learning, started learning with the sword. Um, once I was comfortable in the saddle, I was no longer holding the saddle. I got cleared for reins, and that's when I started on Apollo. He was our biggest horse, and he's pretty much the new guy horse. So when I got cleared for reins, I started you know walking around the arena, trotting him, and then eventually cantering him learning, you know, how to pick up the left and right leads, doing shoulder ends, cross cantering and all that. So. Well, that's great because I know people that have been riding their entire lives and they do not know the difference between getting the right lead or the left lead. And they've been riding their whole, Hey, what lead is your horse on? They can't tell you. Yeah. I still, I still have problems with that. It's hard for me to tell, but I always, what I like to do when I switch these, I always like, I like to break them down into a trot and then, you know, slide my left leg back, pick up the right, or slide my right leg back, pick up the left lead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. now, how did you, now, are you from Atlanta? Yes. Okay, born and raised. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you, I have a, I, my sister and her family live in Canton, which is just a suburb, kind of, I don't know where Medieval Times is located within Atlanta. Atlanta is huge <laughs> to me. So, but they live, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Canton. So it's just up yes. there. Yes. It's yeah. about an hour away from where I live. So the, our castle is connected to a mall, actually, the Sugarloaf Mall in Lawrenceville. Yeah, that's what you were saying. That's interesting. Yeah. It was opened up in August. And here's the cool thing. I actually went to the castle a month after it opened. It was August of 2006 when I was 13 years old. And that was the first time I saw the show. Uh, we were in the green section, and the cool thing is, when I got into the show, I did my first show. I was the green knight. <laughs> so. Oh wow! Well, that's cool. Kind of a, comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like that's a really amazing cool. I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe it was meant to be. So, um, so how many horses and knights do they have total? So we have a total of fourteen knights right now, and we have a, uh, I think, twenty-five horses in the castle. Wow. And they live right there in the mall. <laughs> yes. Well, not in the mall, but attached to the mall. Wow, that's we have a staples. Everyone's like, where are the horses? And I'm like, there, we have a staples area. And that's where you mean, you don't mean like staples, like the office supply store. You mean like staples, right? <laughs> Did I say staples? My bad. I'm in stables. Yeah, that's okay. I know. totally know what you meant. Totally know what yeah. you meant. Well, that was easy. So, um, so there's 20, you said tw- up to 25? Yes, they're in stalls. Wow. So, but uh-huh. on off days, like Monday and Tuesday are off days, our horse owner, Felipe, he has a ranch in Tequila, which is about 40 minutes away. And he takes maybe like a couple of the Andalusians and quarter horses to the ranch, you know, just to give him a break sometimes. So he kind of like rotates those horses out? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now what days of the week do you have shows and... And is it like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, exactly. Our weekends are always okay. show days, but with the whole right. uh, with the whole COVID situation, um, we only have shows now Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays only on the slow season. I mean, luckily during the Christmas season, the last two weeks of December, we had shows every day, but they were single. Oh. They were all singles because we normally would have a double, but you know, not really selling, not really selling a lot of tickets and a lot of people not coming, so. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's that's. Gosh, that would be hectic as 
I cannot even imagine having two shows a day every day. Yeah, I mean, when we wear masks now, it's a bit more difficult. But I mean, we just gotta, yeah, we just gotta push through it. But I mean, I would rather do a single now with you no know, current circumstances. Right. So, but I mean, with only three shows we have a week, sometimes they do get canceled, unfortunately, because again, we're in a bit of a predicament. But I mean, hopefully. Because, I mean, we, had, we were supposed to have a show tomorrow, but it, it got canceled because just not enough people coming. And yeah, so we try to, especially since our arena seating captivity is 1,100 people. And wow, we have, okay. but we only maxed out at 500 just to socially distance people. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so describe to me a typical day working at medieval nights during an off day an off so day. in other words not a friday saturday sunday what's a typical yeah, day like a day? training, day. training uh, day okay perfect so what's a typical training day like wednesdays and thursdays um so we get in the andalusians are the ones we use for the parade so we all do parade practice we get in at 10 o'clock and we do long lines and parade practice for about two hours. And after that, we go on a lunch break. And when we come back, we work the game horses. The game horses are the ones we use for the games in the show and the joust in the show. So we ride those around. You know, we practice games. We may practice, you know, jousting. And they're mostly what, like quarter horses or do you know? Yeah, quarter horse. Uh, yeah, quarter horses. Um, see, Apollo was a Pertrion. If I'm Pertron, saying, uh-huh. Pertron, if I'm saying yeah. it right, yeah. You know what's funny is um, there is a a um, about 45 minutes from me. There is a therapeutic riding center, and they have a Pertron named Apollo. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Nice. So I guess I guess Apollo is just a great name for a Pertron. Yeah, Apollo. He's really he was our biggest horse. I mean, he got retired last year, but he was our biggest horse for sure. And when you get on him, it's like holy crap. That's a yeah. It's like getting a, on an elephant. Yeah, exactly. It's quite a view from up here. And then when you get on just a normal size horse like Colonel, who's a quarter horse chestnut, he's like half the size of Apollo. It's like, wow. I feel like you're on a pony. It's like my, yeah, I feel like my feet can touch the ground. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so day, we work the games. Lines. Yeah. I'm sorry, you do, I'm sorry, you parade training from for two hours mm-hmm. starting at 10. And that's mostly the Andalusians. And you take lunch. And then you work the game horses, you said, after lunch? Yes. The game horses, we go over a few things in the show or for training. We got two new guys who are training to be knights, so we're working with them, you know, getting them dressed up in armor, um, practicing their falls off the horse. And, oh, yeah, that's what I never told you about is in the show, when we joust, we have to create the illusion that, you know, we got jousted off the horse. So for to train someone for that for a joust fall – is, you know, we put the horse, we do standstill falls is, you know, we put a fall saddle on the horse, we jump up and there's a pedal on the right stirrup and we push off of that and we just land on the ground and we just roll it out. It's called doing the rollout off a oh horse. Oh my gosh. Do you have any video of that that you could send me maybe? Yeah, sure. Okay. So what, now what is, describe to me what a fall saddle is. Our fall saddles, what we use is what the guys use who are getting jousted off the horse to kind of create that image. Like we're not actually going to get jousted off the horse really, but what we do is 
so we do is when we do a joust, we do one pass where we both, you know, make contact with our lances to, you know, create that night and the lances shatter because they're made of wood. It makes that cool, you know, jousting effect. And so the second pass, the guy who is supposed to fall off, you know, he puts his foot, he gets, he gets himself ready. He puts his foot on the pedal on the fall saddle because the fall saddles are just like normal saddles, but they have a pedal on the right stirrup where you can put your foot, you take your foot out of the stirrup and you put it over it. So, you know, you can push off uh, and jump off the horse. Okay. So, horse, yeah. so a fall saddle is different because it, the right stirrup has some, something there to where you can push yourself off the back of the horse. Yeah. A fall pedal. A fall pedal. Okay. And then I guess it's just yeah. like the, is that the only difference between that one and the rest of the saddles? Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. The, yeah, pretty much. Um, wow, so yeah, when we when we first start out learning how to fall, the horses, you know, in a standstill. So they give us the lance, they give us the shield, and we practice throwing it, and we jump off in a standstill. Then you practice in a walk and trot, and ultimately a canter, because a canter is what you're going to be falling off in the show. Right. Right. Yeah. So you do that. You know, they start. We start doing um because we when we do falls, like we're dressed in armor. Of course, we have a helmet on. We have our armor on. So for practice days, that's how that's how I learned. You know, I was putting on armor and a helmet. I was doing passes. But like we set up rails, the jousting rails. We do a couple of passes and then they start giving us a lance and a shield. We start learning how to make contact. And when we're ready, we do it at a full canter and then we jump off at a full canter. So. So does that hurt? I have to ask. I mean, when you're the one falling off the back of the horse in a joust, that seems like it would really hurt, especially when you're wearing all that armor. <laughs> if it hurts, you're doing it wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to land softly. So we jump off from the side. Like we don't, you know, roll backwards or jump off backwards or in the front. We jump off like on the side. So what we do is when we joust, when we take the hit on our shield, we throw our lance and shield and we slowly start leaning to the right. And with our right foot, we push off the pedal while the horse is cantering. We land, we land with one leg on the ground, and then you just fall down into your left shoulder and you roll it out. Okay. So that's what it's called—a soft rollout, pretty. But I mean, yeah, I've had some hard falls on faster horses. Yeah, yeah, I've had some hard falls, <laughs> but they yeah. weren't on purpose, like yours are. So, <laughs> not in your yeah, school. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when we first—I started on Haran. He has a slow collective canter for new guys because you know a fast canter is kind of intimidating at first. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was on doing it on Haran for several shows. I got comfortable, and then I jumped off Carrero. Carrero, he's one of our fastest fall horse. He gives you that nice you know cruising speed canter which the first time you jump off you know it's a bit scary because of the speed but you're just gonna have to get used to it yeah so i did that i jumped off of him and i hit my side of my glute really hard and hurt <laughs> yeah hey if you're not yes, uh, if, if that doesn't happen then you're not you're doing something wrong that's what i tell all my students like if you don't fall yeah. off a horse once in your life you're probably not making enough mm -hmm. mistakes to learn what not to do you know Oh yeah, I mean you're gonna you might get thrown off like Chisholm. He threw me off in the show. Oh he bucked God. me off actually. Yeah, <sighs> it was uh we were I I was jousting with him. So after I did the first pass, as soon as I took the hit, he just freaked out and just turboed forward, headed towards the wall. And I try to stop him. And once he got to the wall, he kind of like shoulder checked me off in a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all oh, that hurt. 
gosh. Hey, it made the show really authentic, though, I bet. Really, oh. really authentic. Yes. Uh, but I still uh, did my fight because when we jump off a horse, we have to do our fight. That's where the fights come in, uh-huh, you know, after yeah. the joust, uh-huh. after the joust, um, which is the most exhausting part of the job is the fights. You fight in the sand and, you know, you're wearing armor with a full tunic on, you know, you feel pretty heavy, but that's what you're going to have to fight with in the sand. I was in the sand a, really a documentary yeah. the other day on nights and they were saying that there's chain mail because I'm a little bit of a history nerd. Hmm. So I love documentaries. Yeah. And this one said that the chain mail um, on average weighed about the equivalent of 40 pounds. Just the chain mail. That doesn't include like the rest of the armor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's like the a funny thing is we don't. It's a 50 pound sack yeah. of feet almost. The funny thing is we don't really well. I'm sorry. We don't really wear a full suit of armor. So what we do is like the chain mail. We wear tights. That's silver. So it kind of displays that, you know, oh, you know the illusion. image uh-huh. that we're, yeah, that we're wearing chainmail, and our armor is actually only our shoulders have that those armor plates that you see, but on the inside is like a motorcycle vest that the plates are attached to. So it's kind of the best of both worlds because I mean, yeah, knights, tip, typical knights in you know Middle Ages wear a full suit of armor like from the head to the toe with bracers, but for us, you know, we got to do this. We got to jump off horses, you know, I'm three thinking, times a week. I'm thinking the fights were really short back then because they were wearing so much stuff that they had to have gotten like they had to just mm-hmm. been exhausted after like you know five or ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, full suit of armor. It was kind of ridiculous. Like when you put that full suit of armor on, you can hardly move. So right. I mean, yeah, they probably they probably gassed out after a minute, and they're like, oh, no, bro." I'm too tired. Just, just kill me. Just hit me with the mace or whatever. So, um, so whose responsibility is it to, like, I, I know that we've talked before and you've been um, feeding mm-hmm. the horses and helping care for the horses. Like you're, you're very involved in that too, aren't you? That's mostly uh stables. Like during the show, uh-huh. when we do the parade, once the parade horses are done, we take the horses up. The squires do. And the knights have to get ready for games because they're going out with their game horses. But the squires, they take the parade horses up and it's the staples duty to, you know, undress the horses, take their boots off and wash them after a show. Okay. Okay. And then during, so, but during the week, do you have like, do you have specific horses assigned to you that you have to work with? Our, no, everyone just, um, when we do parade practice, our head trainer, Felipe, you know, he just tells people to get on what horse. If you're starting out, he'll put you on the easier horse. But, you know, if he wants you to get better, he'll start putting you on harder horses. And no, we don't really, well, on training days, when we want to practice games, we don't really have a sign. We just pick a horse. I mean, if you want to get better, you know, you can start asking to learn the, learn how to ride the harder horses, the more excited, hot ones. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So, well, funny story. I never told you this, but um, I was a theater major in college, as a matter of fact. So I studied mm-hmm. acting and directing. Um, and then I got my degree and there was a big um, and I can't remember the name of it now, but there's a big audition that they have in Memphis mm-hmm. once a year. And a lot of, you know, a lot of kids graduating from college would go there. Yeah, they would audition. And they would have like theaters, 
from all over the country that would come there to hire performers. And um, I was offered a job working for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Festival um, because of, not because of my, you know, superb acting abilities, but it was because of my experience with horses and they had, you know, they had jousting and used horses for a lot of their shows. Mm -hmm. I ended up not doing it, but I oftentimes wonder like, I wonder what that would have been like because <laughs> I mean, yeah. I said, you know, women, women don't joust. So what am I going to do? Just, you know, clean poop all day. And they said, no, we could do some sort of like, they were going to do some sort of like damsel in distress act. And, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of wish in hindsight I had done it, that I had just, just for the heck of it. Cause I was so young. I had nothing to lose. I should have just gone to Pennsylvania and tried it. Yeah. But you could have done um like stonework a couple of our nights. Um, our stump people, actually, we have a knight named Ben. He's been a stump man. Like he's one of our best horse riders. So he's been a stump man for the walking dead, riding their horses. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's been on captain America. He's been a couple of Marvel films because I mean, this job is pretty much stunt work. And sometimes we definitely hire stunt people and they're the ones, you know, who pick it up really fast. Cause you know, they have, some of them have a uh, previous horse riding experience or some of them, you know, just really athletic. So they're really good at jumping off horses. They have those yeah. uh, abilities. Me? Nope. I was a complete newbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's been a great experience for you i mean now if you were ever to audition for you know mm-hmm. a western that needed somebody to have some sort of horse fall or something like that you could i'm sure you would be looked at more stunt. seriously oh yeah stunt work experience yeah yeah i'd stunt work i'm also really interested in more on that acting side you know we'll see how that works and i think so what you did a movie once it was called blood um, blood wine was it a short <laughs> film or indie film that was an indie film. It was not a short film, but I didn't have horses and in, in that at all. It was just a vampire movie. So yeah. they didn't have any horses in it, unfortunately. But um, because of my contacts from, you know, people that I graduated with, stayed in yeah. contact and through Facebook and other, um, you know, I posted anytime I did something with my horses, you know, any of the mm-hmm. tricks I was teaching them and things like that. Um, and so through social media and my contacts from people that I graduated with, um, yeah got a couple of Westerns that I've done. And, um, actually this year, um, we got booked for two major motion pictures that ended up, one of them got shut down because of COVID Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the other one ended up going to Tennessee. So I didn't get to do that one, but, um, they were pretty big films. That was going to be the biggest two, the two biggest film projects I've worked on so far, but I prefer, you know, when you're on set, they're long hours, um, and they will typically try to get all of the horse shots done at one time because they have to pay you, you know, per diem and travel and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I would show up with the horses, and um, the last film I did, we would start at we're out in the middle of nowhere, like literally out in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And we started at like six o'clock. I had to be there at 6 a.m. I had to leave the, my place by 4 a.m. to get there. And yeah. we filmed until three o'clock the next morning. Oh, and it was sad. in the middle of summer. It was the hottest, I mean, absolute hottest time of the year. There was no shade whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There was no running water because we were out there in this ranch. Um, and they didn't have any running water at all. You're out in some big pasture. So I finally, mm-hmm. I had, I remember I had to tell the director, I was like, I got to take these horses to water like right now. So I took them down to a nearby pond and it was so mm-hmm. hot that two of them already in cap 
or my water horses. And they literally went into the pond and lay down and rolled. I mean, they just played in it. They thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was so stinking hot. And uh, I ended up getting chiggers on set. And it was awful. Like, I've heard of them. Oh. I've heard of chiggers, but I've never truly had them. Jig- yeah, I've, oh my God, I've seen jiggers. Terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, they, I've seen videos of them, like, especially in Africa, those kids and villages, like, the jiggers just eat up their feet. And I see these doctors are just, like, they have a, those scaffolds, and they're picking off all the dead skin from their feet. It's like oh. they're, it's like their feet look black. The blueses are black because the jiggers are, like, parasites that lay eggs inside your skin, oh. and it just swells oh, up. I'm going to have nightmares. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. Well. I mean, mine were not that bad, but I just didn't mm. know... By the time you realize you're into chiggers, it's too late. But uh, so I ended up, we left and see, we, we were supposed to have a place to keep the horses, but when you're on set, nobody knows anything about horses. So they'll say, okay, can you make your horse put your, his right foot two inches to the, to the, to the left? I'm like, okay. So you get your horse's foot, you pick it up and you put it just exactly where they want it. They're not even ready to shoot. Like they're still setting up the lights and everything else. And it's like, do you yeah. really expect this 1200 pound toddler to just stand here and not move a muscle while you set up? Like they don't work like that. But... Oh, so that's how it yeah. goes down on sets. Yes. I've never really, you know, see what like, never really seen a set of like how they treat horses or, I mean, the, what the director is expecting from the people who are riding the horses or, you know, doing things on set when they're filming. So I've never, I've never been on set with horses, but I mean, as you're explaining, if they just go like, all right, do your thing. You've just got to be so much extra careful because you're around there. Everybody on set doesn't, they don't know the front end from the back end of a horse. So they'll, they'll put themselves like, exactly. you know, they don't know how to behave around them. So you've got to look out for all of the people, um, not yeah. causing a wreck with the horse, but I've worked with actors that were fantastic on set and that were so into the, you know, they were so glad to work with a horse that they were, okay, just tell me what I, what you need me to do. And I'll do exactly that. But I've also worked with actors on set that wouldn't listen. <laughs> just, you know, it's like no matter what, they're right, and you're not going to tell them. And, and I, I mean, I've worked with people that were really easy and really difficult. Um, so, it's a, but it's an interesting experience every time. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, so wait. Uh... You said those two big film productions that sh- you were doing, are you, you're still working on them or well, you said one of them shut down because one, of COVID? One got shut down because of COVID. They had to do like a, um, and I never heard back. I think that it was probably, I don't know if they just moved, I don't know if they just moved dates for next year. I really don't know. Um, and in the okay. movie business, you don't know when they're going to need you until you're on set and you still, even then when you're on set, you don't know what's going on. Things can change last yeah. minute. So exactly. you know, if somebody it's calls the whole... and they say, Hey, we're going to book you for this movie. When I write it on the calendar, it's every single time it's in pencil and every single time the date changes at least once, if not five times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's so the way it is much. here. Yeah. They have to coordinate so many yep. things. And then oftentimes they end up like if they want to cut, you know, save money on their budget, they'll cut some of the, the horse scenes just to save money. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if it is a lesson. Same thing with, same thing right here in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, things are starting to pick up. 
know, starting to pick up again. I mean, I'm getting auditions. Oh yeah. On yeah. My the, the film, film access. So huge, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's definitely the second hotspot because um, mm-hmm. it's cheap to film here. So a lot of, you know, directors from uh, California, uh, from New York have moved down here because it's really cheap to film now, movies here. You and you mentioned the walking dead, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, but is that filmed in Georgia? I think so, yeah, because okay, I... Ben he's done a lot of he's done a lot of work for him, and I think one of the other guys have done work for The Walking Dead. They were uh, st- you know, extras, or they were just you know stunt doubles for actors who uh, you know they were in charge of you know riding the horses or jumping off horses, yep. you know, yep. making making the stunt scenes. And uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. We'll see what the future holds this year. See if I can get some more auditions going. And I'm I'm in the process of working to get an agent, so. We'll see how that works. But on top right now, yeah, Medieval Times has, you know, been really authentic. It's been a blessing for me. And every time I tell people, like, where, like, like hey, where do you work? I like, I work at Medieval Times. They're like, what? That is so cool. That's the typical reaction you always get. Well, I tell you, the next so time I, mean, I go to visit my sister and my nieces in Atlanta, we were coming to see the show. Yeah, come see it. Good time. Good read. I mean, by the way, the Atlanta Castle. There's 10 castles in the nation, um, which only five of them are open right now. But Atlanta, the Atlanta Castle, we put on the best shows in the whole company. There's how many castles? There's 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. One, one in, you know, selective states. There's one here, Orlando, Texas, one in Cali, New Jersey, Toronto. Have you ever traveled but to other, well- like, um, medieval night shows and compared yours to theirs? Like, just out of curiosity, ever seen some of the other ones uh not really i know there's the renaissance Fe- the renaissance festival right. i've never been to the renaissance festival but yeah i haven't I either i've always wanted def- to go but hey would you send me some video of like um or pictures of like your fall saddle i'm real interested in that i think that is so cool or some yeah. of the video that you guys do in stunts that would be awesome yeah i still have a couple of videos like when pretty much i was coming up uh, putting a fall saddle, you know, practicing my falls yeah. off the horse. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I, I still have those. I always, I still have a video of my first show too. Um, it was, uh, yeah. Cause you'll have, you'll have, you'll I have remember. to like, text it to me since I'm not on social media anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you're still on Instagram. Well, I'm still so. on Instagram. Is it, is it on your Instagram page? Oh yeah. Everything, all my nut stuff, because, uh, I deleted Facebook, but all my night stuff is on my Instagram. Now, what's your what's your so, username on Instagram so people can find you? It's Iron Warrior three hundred. Iron Warrior three hundred. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Well, hey man, I appreciate your time. Looks like I ran over on time as always. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but um, but anyways, yeah. So Iron Warrior three hundred. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that sounds good. And um, thank you for your time and. I'll talk to you soon. I'll look for the videos, okay? All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thanks, Ollie. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. My next one is going to be about goals for um, 2021 with my horses specifically. Um, I know everybody's probably tired of hearing about goal planning. It's the first of the year. It's January. 
I know with my job, um, we've had a lot of meetings about it. Um, there's a lot of podcasts this time of year that talk about goals. Um, but this is going to be a little different. It's going to be about um, goals that you can reach with your horses, um, whether it's your passion or just a hobby. Um, and I'll give you some ideas on what I have planned and um, look forward to hearing any feedback from any of you guys. You can email me at LMPH, which just stands for Laura Mines Performance Horses. So it's LMPH training at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us.